Hello everyone, and welcome to this exclusive interview. On behalf of Team Yansu, I am Patrick Covey, honorary member of Team Yansu. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. His name is Andrew Corrales. He did some voiceovers for stuff way back in the day when Nordide Trexana was just getting off the ground and getting online. It's so great to have you with us, Andrew. How are you doing tonight? Pleased to be here. Thank you. Um, so, first of all, what was your rank in the military? Well, I, I like that you start off with an easy one. I was a petty officer first class, and I served from 1985 to 2005. I'd like to thank you for your service, first off. My pleasure and honor. And, uh, first of all, how did you end up getting involved with your former position at NORAD Track Santa, or even NORAD, for that matter? Um, the Navy detailed me to the NORAD U.S. Space Command Public Affairs Office way back in 1997. I reported in April, and I stayed there until February of 2000. All right. Um, and... That, uh, how I got there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for you, what was it like to uh, voice over a Santa cam? Well, that was actually relatively easy since, as a journalist, we do broadcast work in radio and television. We do public affairs and we do newspapers, we do magazines, uh, what have you. So we have experience in those areas. So that was an easy thing. I just had to write out a script or somebody will give me a script and we just do the voiceover and you try to make it fit and then you apply it to the video. That's great to hear. Um, as far as to your knowledge, were there definitely any Santa cams before the year 2000? Well, 1999 would probably be the first reference. Uh, 1998, I'm not sure. And I was there at the beginning, so, um, like I said, I reported in 97, we talked about doing something special, we were just bringing the unclassified, or what we call the NipperNet, the non-classified internet protocol router network, um, up online for both NORAD and US Space Command, and then, of course, we had the classified version as well, but I had to deal with the, the unclassified side of the house dealing mm -hmm. with the public, the public affairs office but the Santa cams themselves that term probably didn't come in until 1998 or 99 uh, so back then what was it known as well they would just be the normal satellites that we had the, the, I don't know I don't want to get into the particular views I don't remember all of them other than like DSP uh, uh, the heat sensing satellite the the ground radars, you know, you incorporate all the existing infrastructure that we have at NORAD's disposal in protecting the air sovereignty and land mass of the United States and Canada, you know, North America. Um, that, that's the basic mission of NORAD is to protect that air sovereignty, you know, that space. And uh, most of you out there who follow NORAD Traxana, even today, um, DSP is definitely familiar to you. They're still talking about DSP every single year in the Santa cams. Um, they've made it a priority to tell everybody about DSP so they know that uh, we do have the protection uh, available to us in North America to keep an eye on our airspace and protect the sovereignty, like Andrew said. The, uh, I mean, the, the mission has been ongoing since 1955, you know, uh, or, I'm sorry, probably 19... 50s, and uh, 
at the start of NORAD. Oh, wait, I can't remember. I, I, you have to forgive me. I, I, I should know these things, but I don't work at NORAD anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's been close to, you know, 15 years, 16 years now. Yeah. I used to know these things backward, forwards, inside out, and backwards. And then that's again, fine. So. <laughs> Um, due, due to some of the research we've done and we've looked at, um, you, we, we actually went back and we've pieced together the history of things and, uh, NORAD still talks about it every year. Um, they got their start way back in the days when it was before NORAD as CONAD before then. Um, air defense, right. Yeah. And then, and then when they decided to switch over to NORAD and make it, uh, more as North American instead of just full continental, um, that's when they, they took this thing and they... I think they started it off with radio broadcasts in the 60s um, and kind of took it from there. And they did also some phone line answering for the 20, 30 years from the 60s all the way up through the uh, early to mid-90s before they started even considering going online. Well, the you know the story about Colonel Schaub, um in 1955 mm-hmm. from the, the, the Sears ad that had the wrong phone number on there that reached the operations center in, in Cheyenne Mountain. So he answered, you know, Colonel Schaub, there's no answer. There's nothing there. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's expecting a four-star general or an admiral or the president of the United States to call him with a mission tasking. You know, Colonel Schaub, may I help you? You know, and, you know, some little sheepish, sheepish little voice, you know, five-year-old little girl, are you Santa's helper? You know, so that that's probably one of the most touching things to melt the heart of anybody. And this is a seasoned mm-hmm. combat veteran. And he's like, well, I can tell you we're watching. We know when he's coming. You know, and he played along. And he got other people on board to help. And this thing has blossomed to millions worldwide. Definitely. So that, that's a good news story. Um, according to your knowledge, um, we've looked into this. There are no... Um, as far as we can find, we've looked and we've dug all over the internet. We've asked several sources. We cannot find any Santa cams or even much coming out of the year 2001. And we were just wondering, uh, do you know what happened in 2001 with the program? I could not honestly tell you since I wasn't there. I was deployed uh, uh, with Second Fleet um, with my duties uh, assigned there. But... Uh, I know they did reuse some of our video and audio, so whoever was putting that together, I, I honestly, when we started, we started with nothing mm-hmm. other than an idea, and I have to give all the credit to Major Jamie Robertson, and now he's, I believe, a colonel, if not if he's retired, but... Uh, he was probably the main impetus behind this, and I came on board because I was the webmaster, so you know I put in my technical expertise behind it, um, and and my public affairs background. And then prior to joining the, the Navy, I had gone to school as an English and history major. Then I switched over to college of business for marketing and finance. So I took all that and helped spin up this, and they played it up so that. I believe it was Google and Analytical Graphics Incorporated mm-hmm. that 
did the manpower intensive part of doing the the graphics and getting it online on the web. And then they've added dozens of, of partners along the way, Microsoft being the major partner now. Um, I'm sorry if these are free advertising plugs, but you know, no. <laughs> like it's not all just one person. And that's the key in any mission essential accomplishment is teamwork. You have everybody doing their little bit, whether it's just dotting the T's or dotting the I's and crossing the T's, you know, one person does that and, you know, the elves in the workshop putting together the wheels on the, the cars. Mm-hmm. What heck, it's all part of the team to make it success. Now, as the webmaster, uh, did you actually develop the website when it first started? I did the unclassified side and I, we did not have enough infrastructure at that time. And we're talking, you know, floppy disk era. Yeah. <laughs> to host all those graphics. So that's where Google came into play. That's where NORADTrackSanta.org came about to host that on their own server. Mm-hmm. So we provided updates to that um, with our, our information, you know, regarding NORAD, regarding the Santa cams, regarding the, uh, the, the speed and length and width and height and weight of the sleigh, encumbered and unencumbered. Um, so it's like we came up with those statistics and had to incorporate that, you know, hard coded in HTML. Yeah. And it's crazy because, um, uh, even with the technology back then, we actually found a website, um, called the Wayback Machine and you can actually go on there. I don't know if you're familiar with this program or not, but you can actually go on there and we can actually go back to a certain date in history and we can actually look at the website and we've actually taken the time to do this um, and we'll definitely have to send you some of the imagery and stuff that we have found um, of the old website that you guys helped develop we can still see it today excellent well like they say once you put it on the web it's there forever it is there forever <laughs> you uh, may delete that your home computer but it's still mm-hmm. out there it's it's absolutely an amazing piece of technology, and we'll definitely send you some of the images of that, uh, hopefully after the interview. Sure. Please do, though. All right. So uh, for you, what was the most memorable experience you had being a part of this big project with NORAD Track Santa? Well, I have, I have a couple of them, actually. Oh, uh, do tell. Many of them, but I mentioned Colonel Chow. I met him in person. Oh, before he passed away, of course. Before he passed away. Uh, he had come and visited the public affairs office. So we all got to meet the man behind the start of NORAD Track Santa. You know, I would say he provided inspiration just by his presence there. This was like at the end of November uh, before we were officially geared up and counting down. So that was, that was probably one of the, the best ones and it's like, yeah, he's a genuine guy. He really is. Mm-hmm. Um, the other related to NORAD Track Santa, there was a convention of Santa's helpers in Colorado Springs that I helped give a tour. Now, you have to imagine going up to Cheyenne Mountain, a very secure facility. Yep, and one I, of the most. I'm accompanied by... I don't even remember. I think my group is probably 50 or 100 Santa's helpers. Wow. So guys all dressed in not the official 
standard regalia, but in uh, like uh, hey, what's the like uh, farmers overalls, okay? Mm -hmm. But the Christmas motifs and colorful shirts and big white flowing beards and long gray or white hair, and it's like these guys were all jolly, lovable fellows. They really truly embodied the spirit of Christmas. And the third one would have to be sitting in the office um, on Christmas Eve answering the phone. So in addition to the phone bank we have in Cheyenne Mountain to answer the calls for Nora Direct Santa, we also took in calls into our public affairs office mm -hmm. just to ease some of the load. I mean, even today, they take thousands upon thousands of calls. Um, previously, it was all local, but then they incorporated 1-800 numbers, you know, so you're getting calls from all over. And then you got people from calling from overseas. That's where they go into Cheyenne Mountain. they got to have people that speak Polynesian or French or German or uh, Japanese or what have you, you know? Yeah. And but now it's crazy because they've moved everything over to Peterson. So Peterson actually has... Um, a couple rooms set up where they do it now, and it's still just the same as it ever was when you were there. I mean, you still have the people coming in who speak multiple languages, and uh, they get thousands of volunteers that come in uh, throughout the day. And I don't remember the exact number, but um, they manage to pull it off every single year. And uh, typically they try to get employees from their uh, sponsored companies to come in and answer the phone calls. It's awesome. It really is. There's a couple conference rooms that they used when we were there. Um, and that's basically how we changed. So 1998, we did the first voiceovers. And then I believe in 1999, we incorporated multiple languages. Mm -hmm. So we had foreign translators in the same script, but they would put it, you know, you'd click on a different language when you entered the Nora Track Santa website. So you would hear that voice in your own language. You know, so we could reach even more people worldwide. Mm -hmm. Now, do you still keep up with the programs today? Honestly, I did when my boys were little. Um, but since my last boy was born in 2000, um, and being active in the military, I, I personally, I would direct my boys to go check it out. So when you sent the uh, the the uh, video of my voicing from Nora Track Santa. I played it for my son and it just floored him. He's like, Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they, he was too small to realize it, you know, because that happened when he was born. He was born in August. So, 2001, they were doing the repeats, you know, so they can get two or three, I believe, or three or four, but two or three that they repeated. Mm -hmm. And then years later, they may have thrown one in there. Hey, look, they're still using my voice. You know, so that was that was a nice little feature. But as they got older, uh, they would still go. My oldest, actually, he's 22. He would go and check out Norad Track Santa. Um, the middle one uh, did, but I don't know if he stayed on there until Christmas Eve, but the oldest one did. That's great to know, because I'm actually 22. See, there you go. And um, I, I can definitely relate to that, and uh, it's had a wonderful history, and it's it's regardless of uh, what your plans are around the holidays, it's just one of those things that it's a little extra um, 
bit of holiday cheer to add to your uh, Christmas spirit, and it's it's literally something you can sit down and do with your family. It is. It's a family tradition in a lot of households. And um, I've talked to several families over the years while we've been in this uh, this little side stream that we do alongside Nora Trek Santa, and it's crazy to see all these families that come in. Um, they might all log in and watch from one account, but that one person could have five, ten people sitting in the room watching us at one time. There you go. Multiple audience, yep. Um, personally, what is your opinion of the current status of the Nordad Trek Santa organization as it is uh, being presented to you personally? Uh, to me personally, I, I'm not in the office, and I'm not active in any part of the organization. So I would just have to be, I'm a, a fellow enthusiast just like you. All right, I'm a consumer of the public. So I would go to the website and I, you know, as the organization is run, I, I have no coals in the fire, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. if I back at NORAD, then I would probably have something more worthy to say. That's good to see your perspective has changed over the years as you've grown with this program. You went from uh, helping to start this program and now you kind of turned around and say, I really enjoyed doing my time here, but now I can go back and enjoy the work that I helped start and uh, just take it in as if I'm just a normal person again. It is. It's a, Well, it's a sense of ownership when you're there working on it and a sense of pride. And I still have that, you know, like in the Navy, when you're the first crew that manned the ship, you know, you're a plank owner. Mm -hmm. So, in essence, we were the plank owners of it appearing on the web, and we will always have that heritage. But it's not our baby anymore. It's sort of like our baby has grown and moved out of the house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of crazy to think about it, that we've come this far, and next year, I believe, will be the... Uh, it's either next year or the year after will be 20 years that it's been since you helped create this thing with uh, Jamie Robertson. And it's just crazy to think, uh, where would you think you would have been in a, uh, how would I, we say this? Um, how would you think about this if you were sitting in 1997, 1998, thinking, I helped start this program, maybe it'll be around in 20 years? I would have never imagined that. I, I thought this was, honestly, this is honest now. I thought this was a nice one-time deal. And then when they, it was so receptive, so well-received, uh, the Colorado Gazette, if I remember correctly, that's probably the following year, praised, you know, there's a good write-up. And everywhere, I mean, on CNN, on Headline News, they would take those Santa updates and put them on there. And you're like, wow. This is worldwide. <laughs> yeah. So I could have never imagined if I I went back to like reporting aboard in 1997, what I would be doing and what kind of accomplishments, what I would have a hand in helping. I could have never imagined all the things that occurred during my stay there. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Um, I remember watching a PBS special. I think it was uh, two years ago. It might have been last year. Um it's about the history of Colorado, and they actually include in NORAD Track Santa as uh, part of the history of Colorado because it has been just so well received. Um, it was a wonderful special. I think it's on YouTube. You can you can pull it up and search up like PBS uh, Colorado uh, history or something like that, and wow. you can anybody can find this video. Um, and it's crazy to see that. 
And now it's, like you said, it's gone global, and every single year the people who help uh, run NORAD Track Santa actually have uh, volunteers and people and generals stand in front of the camera, and they actually talk to CNN, BBC, uh, CBC, NBC, all over the world, whether you're local or you're uh, global news, everybody calls in and they get interviews. And I've actually had the um, opportunity to call in for the past two or three years. Um, they've actually sent me the media line and I've had a chance to get on during our show and interview. And even those interviews that we've uh, we've done have ended up on YouTube and you can watch those as well. Excellent. And it's just, it's it's a great achievement to see how far that, like you said, you might start a website or a program and it might be small, but you never imagine how far it could last or um, how it's received just because of the way the internet is. And I think the reason why it's uh, stayed this long is because you guys helped birth this amazing program right in this period where the internet was really starting to kick off and um, get crazy and become like this global phenomenon just by the internet itself. Yeah, the, the internet and the boom that occurred after that it's nice to ride that first wave and nice to see that the waves are still going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually sort of uh, synonymous with a tsunami. You know, it's, it's a wave. It comes from a trembler underneath. Just a little shakeup. But the ripples that happen all the way across the globe is amazing. It's great. Thanks. And I mean, I've... It's devastating. You know, like a tsunami. Before. <laughs> yeah, not devastating at all. Um it's, it's crazy because even on our stream that we do every year, um, we've had people calling in from Australia, New Zealand, China, um, I think we have one from China or Hong Kong one year, and they, these people are either calling us on Skype or sitting in our chat and telling us they are enjoying, um, what first of all, what we do, but also giving thanks to the program that you helped start and how it's literally changed their um, holiday season and helped bring them they might not be in a situation where they can celebrate the holidays. They uh, might have celebrated in the past with their families or something. There might be some sort of obstacle uh, going on. And it's great for them to be able to sit down and, and take pride in something that you help start and get something back out of that. You know, there is always that constant pride in, in doing your best and seeing that it's still the fruit of your labor is still blooming and growing. Um, and existing, you know, that, that is self-gratification right there. Um, I, don't, I don't need any praise. You know, I don't ask for any praise. I just did my job while I was there, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it just like you all do. You know. Now, in, in coming to enjoy things, of course, there's some things that maybe you look back on and you're like, maybe I could have done that a little bit better. Um, what would you have changed about that if you could go back to either to 97 or uh, shortly before you left with the program? Um, what were some changes you think you could have um, done to better the program? If I had been internet savvy before reporting on board, I had, I had no idea that I would become webmaster. I thought I was just going to a public affairs job. Mm-hmm. So I was prepared for either broadcasting or prepared for doing a newspaper, newsletter, magazine, or typical public affairs functions, which I have done already at that point in my career, and what I had trained for in the Navy. So being thrown into the internet realm, I say, hey, you're going to be our new webmaster. Uh, okay, what does that mean? 
you know, you're sort of blindsided. You weren't like studying for that. You didn't prepare for it. So, I mean, what we used honestly was Microsoft front page, and that's how we got our web presence. And then I had I learned that I needed to fine tune that. So I took a quick HTML course. Uh, I believe it was in Denver for like a week or two, and I learned how to code in HTML so I could make those changes necessary to make it look a little better. So if I had been smart ahead of time, so schooling is important, you know, being prepared and to be best prepared, so having more information ahead of time. And in regards to NORAD Track Santa, during conversations, Jamie and I, or Major Robertson and I, I mean, but we are both retired, I think, now, so... Mm-hmm. We would sit and we'd have coffee and we'd talk, you know, about different things, you know. We may talk about starting a coffee shop because we love coffee. Or, you know, we talk about the holidays and what it means to us or what we did on deployment overseas and how the holidays brings us together. So I think that may have been the start of that. Let's do something around the holidays. And mm-hmm. tie Canada and U.S. together in NORAD in that relationship to had to blossom into NORAD Track Santa and blossom even further out on the web. You know, first it started with still photos and voices, you know, and then you might have a slide change for motion. And then you incorporate video the next year. And then you incorporate foreign languages. And then you have worldwide presence and millions of people coming from all over the world. Because Santa... Father Christmas, Chris Kringle, whatever you want to call him, he's universal. There, there is that universal goodness found in the spirit of Christmas, found in every heart, you know, looking for joy and peace in the world. Sorry for my soapbox there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's crazy to even think about that because that stuff that you uh, you you tell us just now. It's stuff that's not public knowledge out there. I mean, so anybody can basically sit down and have a cup of coffee or enjoy some toast or talk about something. It's crazy to think that two people can sit down and come up with a concept like this, like you two did. And um, that's it, it's weird that, to see that it started like that. And I know um, over the years uh, we've looked back and uh, some of the people that have helped save some of these audio clips and video clips and things of, that you guys did way back then – uh, we've listened to interviews from uh, Major Robertson and um, heard what he's talked about with starting the program, um, but I don't think he ever mentioned anything about you two talking over coffee, and that's uh, something we'll definitely have to um, hold on to and uh, remember for you guys. Um, it is. It was a daily occurrence because my chair was directly opposite his chair. Uh-huh. The first thing in the morning... I'm, I'm an avid coffee drinker, and so is he. And we're both military guys. And then behind us are two civilians, one one male, Scott, and, um, and I think her name was Rachel. This is, this is like 15, 20 years ago, so you know, I'm trying to remember people's names all this time. Oh, and there was uh, uh, Harry as well. He was an Air Force guy. So that was our area. And then on the other side of the cubicle were Air Force, Army, uh, a Navy commander, uh, another civilian that was the secretary, and then the colonel colonel that ran the whole office was in his own office off to the side. So we had our little, our little cubby hole, but 
Major Robertson and I would come in early. The civilians would come in a little bit later, typically. You know, it's a sense of duty, and we want to sit and relax. This is our time that we can answer the emails. We don't have all the phone calls coming in. We can gear up for the morning meetings. You know, so this is our time to sit and chat and what's going on. You know, uh, have kids. We're talking about babies. You know, our wives, what have you. And it's like just shooting the stuff. <laughs> Yeah, for them it was basically just a normal job, normal day for you guys. Brainstorm, brainstorm. Put two minds together and you come up with a brainstorm. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, two people can sit down and figure out anything just about. Well, two is better than one. Definitely. Three, or sometimes five. You know, you get everybody together to throw in their two cents worth, ping ideas off each other. And in the typical relationship, you throw ideas out there and not discount any of them right from the beginning, mm-hmm. but to let them fall where they are, and then you can clean it up later, you know, just so you have an open source of ideas. Exactly, and it's, um, do you remember exactly how you took the Colonel Shop idea and tried to bring it online? Was it like this program had been going on like every year and you guys were just trying to figure out how to expand it, or was this something that had been... Um, kind of going downhill for a little while, and they asked, I mean, I wouldn't say they asked, but they thought, you know what, maybe we could bring this back and um, expand this. Well, I know the, the current regime that was in charge there may have said, let's do something with this web thing, okay? <laughs> so they may have tasked Major Robertson, and then he and I talking, how can we do that? I, you know, honestly... It wasn't like we just came up with this idea and we want to sell it to the command. I think the, the command came up with the idea, let's do something with this that will make this better. How can, we, how can we employ this new technology? So, you know, beyond our, our telephones that we've been doing for the last 40 years, let's, let's, let's incorporate the new technology and use the web. What can we do? What can we, what can we harvest off the web? make it even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something and, the military's always been about, is trying inno- to improve and make things better. Innovation, that's it. Personally for you, did you meet or exceed expectations uh, for the new online service that you helped start in the late 90s? I think I was blown away. The first year, that was nice. That was just a, a pat on the back. Hey, we got it online, all right? Now, how do we make this better? You know, so it's uh, constant ideas of how to improve it. How can we put this in there? How do we incorporate the space catalog, which I had to do anyway. So I said, why don't we put this online, you know? So it's another service we can provide to people. Um, why don't we, and, and I'm talking about the NORAD and U.S. Space Command website at the time, and now mm-hmm. it's come. So I don't know if they still have that. I mean, I deal with the unclassified side of the house. Dealing in public affairs is all dealing with the public, so it has to be unclassified. I believe I mean, they're on the website. They have a own, I think they still have their own website, and as far as I know, they've expanded even to Facebook and Twitter now. Oh, sure, everybody. Yeah, social media is, is the thing. You get, and like I said, brainstorming. Mm-hmm. You get ideas from the public. Hey, you know, why not helping, you know, have listening posts, people, listening posts all over the country, you know, and you can, you can go back to 
World War II, where you had people standing coastal watch. You know, those are listening posts, basically, keeping your eyes and ears open for any sights, sounds, you know, smells out of the ordinary. And then you report it. So the same thing with NORAD Track Santa. You have the Santa cams, you have the ground radar, you have the space-based radar, DSP uh, satellites. So you can sense uh, action going in and through your airspace. You know, it's like everybody, again, working together. You know, about my expectation, my expectation was just to do my best. If I can, if I did my best, I don't have to say I tried. This goes back to like a Yodaism. There is no try, yeah. it's just do or do not. Okay? Yeah. So, what, one of the rules I have with my boys is always do your best. And I try to live that, you know. That's a good uh, moral to teach as well. If you if you can, if you if you do your best, you can't do any better than your best. Mm-hmm. There's no failure in doing your best. You may have not succeeded in your mission, but you did your best. So now you have a starting point. You know, I don't know if it was Einstein that said, "Hey, you can do this 99 times the same way, but if you don't change something, you're not going to get a different result." You know, if you do your best and then you take that lesson learned, adapt it somehow, make changes, and look for a different result that way. Exactly. Moving forward, um, do you remember, like, when you guys were starting the program, um, how you guys decided on the locations for either the screenshots or the videos um, and how they... I, I don't know if you had any input in this, uh, if this was more or less analytical graphic side of things. Um, do you know when they determined how they begin to um, produce these cams and stuff like that? Do you remember any of that? Um, for the various locations, I think we were looking for uh, notoriety, you know, places mm-hmm. that worldwide would know, you know, the Eiffel Tower, the, uh, uh, the Coliseum, the... Uh, St. Louis Arch, the Grand Canyon, the uh, Aleutian Islands, the uh, Tower of London, you know, different things like that. Things that people would know, like the Seven Wonders of the World, and then expounded a little bit. You know, the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, New York Staten Island Bridge, uh, South America, you got uh, in Rio de Janeiro, you know. Mm-hmm on the hill you have uh, like the pyramids the pyramids in Egypt yeah yeah, yeah. Or what's in Africa <laughs> <laughs> Australia you know it's like you got kangaroos it's, it's those little things those little nuances of graphics to put it in there to make it recognizable ah that's mm-hmm. where they're at and I think that's one of the things that we've enjoyed as uh, viewers over the years is that when you see this stuff and you, you, you almost get a sense of the culture instead of just getting what you hear about it and you're just like, oh, somebody talks about it, yeah, that's great. But when you actually put a visual aspect to it, it changes everything. The, uh, and going back to one of your previous questions about the new NORAD Track Santa, I remember looking at the new NORAD Track Santa website and seeing the little elves that are just you know, one skating across the bottom there, one mm-hmm. finishing touches on a snowman, one checking the mailbox. You know, it's like there's one that pops his head out with a telescope or, you know, something like that. 
those, those little things, those are the little fine touches that uh, they put in there to add a little life and a little uh, animation to it, but it's life. It really it animates the scene. You can just have the village. As it first started out, we just had a village. Mm-hmm. We had a by, you know, maybe the next year or something like that, but we had a village, and it was static. So they made it motion, so it's alive, you know. Yeah, and that's one of the great things um, about the website that's changed over the years. I remember when we first started off, like you said, everything was static. Um, and then about 2004, 2005, they started bringing in animation when animation was starting to really uh, make it big. And they were like, how can we make this feel a little bit more lived in? And it was great to see that even outside the cams, the website thing started getting animated. Or you might mouse over something and you'll see an animation of something like, uh, go from dark to white or white to dark or whatever it might be. It's just little touches like that that make the website that much better. Very much so. They, uh, the improvement in the graphics over the years, I must say, helps add to that appeal. You know, as technology has improved, so we can get improvements in what we have. I mean, just just little scrolling numbers up in the upper left-hand corner, you know, it's it's like those are the fine touches that help make it realistic, that help make it alive. You know, that somebody will go to it and go, yes, this is an official website. This is this is Santa's workshop. I can tell there's a big end there. Okay, it must be the North Pole. You know, mm-hmm. and we got people from ages of two to ninety-two. You know, that are, are going on here. So, and it's universal. I mean. They may not understand the end being North Pole because in their language, North is with an M or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing that out there, but they can figure it out. They, they've heard it, or it'll be translated into their language if they translate into a different language. You know? Now, looking back at, at the fruits of your labor, as we would say, um, do you think this is something that you... Uh, as you're getting older, you might continue to um, remind your kids about or see if maybe they would pass this on to the next generation for their kids. Uh, well, knock on wood, none of them are married yet. Not so yet. <laughs> but I'm sure in, in the long-range game of life, um, yes, I mean, I would. And I would hope they would take with pride saying, hey, my dad helped put that on the web, nor attract them. And that's a great thing to tell them about, because at first they might not believe it, and then over time they might just come to say, you know what, that actually sounds like something he did. I'll believe it. Well, they were at my retirement ceremony, so they they heard uh, a list of different things that I had done over the years, and they, they asked me afterwards, did you really do all that? And I go, yep, I was there. <laughs> that just comes I, with any military I, job, really. You just, you're one of many pieces of the puzzle, and you play your part. You know, whether I'm at the bottom holding up the rest of the puzzle, or I'm at the top and they got to hold me up. You all have a piece, a part to play. And being a bigger part of that bigger puzzle, um, I have to say, yours is probably one of the biggest pieces on the NORAD Track Santa puzzle. Um, I would personally like to thank you for all you did to help start this program, and in turn, uh, help basically lead up to where our organization is we decided back around 2008 2009 we 
enjoyed the program so much, so we started cataloging everything for the Santa Cams. We decided to take all of that stuff and uh, make it into a live web show to also um, do our part to entertain uh, through your program you helped start. And it's just been a wonderful joy to come back every single December and spread a little bit more joy to the community and uh, get our voices heard to help spread the NORAD Trek Santa message. Uh, it's definitely been a wonderful joy, and uh, without you and uh, Major Jamie Robertson's contributions, we would not be able to do this every year. Well, I want to say thank you back to you as well, because of your job, you help inspire millions of others. All right? I would say billions, but I don't know what your reach is. <laughs> Only a couple thousand right now, but let's go with thousands. Let's see, thousands, and then there's another group over here that'll do a thousand. And another group that'll be doing 10,000. And the Nora Track Santa doing their tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands and millions and so on. So it's exponential. So it does get into the billions if you look at it in the grand scheme. So I want to thank you as well for doing your part. And it's crazy because we, even though we were the first to um, start doing the live streaming side of things for the program, um, we've helped inspire other groups to uh, come together, whether you're uh, like eight years old or ten years old and you're just technologically capable of uh, learning these things. And in today's schools, you can learn how to build a website in like elementary, middle school. And it's great that these schools are starting to teach tech things um, and try to get you to learn it at an earlier age. And that's uh, wonderful. And in a group like ours, we have people from the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., uh, we've all joined together. We can all have a meeting on the internet, and uh, we can all sit down and discuss what we want to do every single year. And that's one of the wonderful joys about um, our community is that we can all come together. Uh, we can agree or disagree on certain things. And like you said, brainstorming is a wonderful thing, and um, it definitely shows every single year we manage to produce new content and bring it to the community. And everybody, uh, we know of a lot of people who seem to keep coming back year after year because they've enjoyed what we have managed to produce. Um, and we would not be able to do it without Norad Track Santa, and that's for sure. Well, I want I want to thank you again, because I don't remember what it was. I think I found our old Norad Track Santa voiceovers on the web, and I don't remember if it was with uh, Braden or, or with you, Patrick, if I had corresponded via YouTube saying, hey, that's me. <laughs> that was Brayden. Okay, so that, I don't know how many years ago it was. I'm sure you can look that up. Mm -hmm. But So our relationship has gone back over years now, and I want to say thank you for that. All right, I would like to thank our wonderful interview guest today, Mr. Andrew Corrales. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule and your busy life, um, especially around this holiday season, to sit down and have an interview with us. My pleasure, and God bless you. Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. May you keep the spirit of Christmas alive. Now back to all of you listening at today's broadcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Back to you.